0: China.
1: China. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin Bieber. Hey, hey it's Ariana Grande.
0: Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast.
1: Did we start the we, do oh, we we start? The I don't even did know if we started. We kind of did. Oh, okay, we, did I didn't know. Did know. Ellie Golding, hanging <laughs> out. <All right>. Yes.
0: <laughs> Princess look, Ellie Golding. Yes. Yeah, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you,
1: guys. <laughs> thank you for giving good use and a great head to my tiara.
0: Well, I've got great head.
1: Oh, yeah, you're a beautiful head.
0: I can't believe that something like this fits me because hats don't fit me. You have a hat problem? No, I have a head problem. <laughs> big uh, head, small big. head? A big head. Yeah. yeah. I have a tiny head, so I have the opposite problem. Uh, <laughs> I have to wear, like, child size hats. It's <laughs> a thing.
1: No, anyway. I want to find you proper hats, but I'll keep an eye out.
0: Yeah? You know. Thank yeah. you. Now that I know <laughs> your Me head size. Me, all right, because they can stretch. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then they can find your head and maybe make <laughs> yeah. it look a little bit smaller. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of things going on here, dude. I mean, one, we're talking about everything going on I- in the UK. So much life being lived, so much history being written as we speak. Mm. And then uh, culture happening in front of our eyes, close to me. An incredible record. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I
0: appreciate that. I felt like it was needed in the current times, you know? Why? Because it just feels like a kind of, uh, like, there's so much stuff going on that it's so overwhelming and it makes everyone's head spin to the point where no one knows what to fight for, what not to fight for, what to put their energy into. And there's too much. There's too much stuff that's going on. You know, I go between, you know, British politics. Obviously, I'm British. I do like to uh, keep an eye on what's happening. Then there's climate change, which I bang on about a lot. I work with the UN on Thank it. You. Um, you know, plastic, single-use plastic, all this stuff. And then I just wanted this song that was just like... Oh God, too much. Let's just go and get drunk. Go to get drunk <laughs> with your favourite person that is most so, likely gonna get you in trouble.
1: It's an escape song. It's not a Yeah.
0: But it's kind of like a like I'd say it's like a sort of men- not not a melancholic song, but it's the the kind of song that I can imagine could either be have, you know, a romantic, you know, video of like two people sort of running off into the sunset, or it could be a video of like you know two friends explosions been- or <laughs> like, you know, dark stuff. You're kind of laughing in the face of, you know, Everything kind of blowing up around you—not literally, obviously—but everything, you know, disappearing. Or
1: what are you thinking while you're creating the record? Like, how did it start? Did it did did it start with you bringing lyrics to the table? Did somebody bring lyrics to you?
0: So, can you take me seriously? I'll take take off now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I had these lyrics, and and uh, it was a demo, and there was you know we we weren't coming up with anything, and then all of a sudden the you know the the guitar, I heard the guitar, and. Um, and it all just kind of pieced together. It's quite hard to explain the way that lyrics sort of, you know, a piece of music or a sound uh, inspires a lyric. But I know maybe your brain connects it with, like, a situation or a, or a place. And, and then suddenly you've got these lyrics out of nowhere. Do, um, do and that's remember- how you write a song. There you go, guys. Songwriting. <laughs> well, thank strong. you. <laughs> what was
1: the piece of audio that sparked it Was Close To Me?
0: It was the guitar. It was the, the g- guitar. guitar bit. Yeah.
1: Who played that for you?
0: Um, it was just one of the guys in the studio. Yeah,
1: an amazing team of writers and producers on this record. Yeah, like, are those like who put that room together? Like, who assembled this uh, incredible group of just <laughs> talented, gifted humans?
0: It was me. Uh, <laughs> night, I Guilty. You're welcome. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I always, I, I'm really lucky in that I, I get to generally write with the people that I, you know, if I if I've heard something that I really love, you know, I will try and reach out and see if I can work with them, or um, you know, any anyone from like a composer like i got this um pianist uh, the canadian pianist that i'd that i'd heard um this beautiful record um called roses called um um jean michel Blaise and i got him to come over and play on one of my songs so like i i you know usually the people that i want to work with i get to work with so i'm quite lucky in that respect you know people just find my voice really fascinating so i get a lot of you know get a lot of work through it. You get a lot of <laughs> yeah.
1: Is there a song that you turned down or maybe you cut a version of that didn't end up being the final no. version?
0: I've had songs sent to me that didn't but <laughs> I thought I was like really cool that I'd had this song sent to me. Um and then actually I won't say what it was, but it was a really good record. Um it, um and then like the guy who wrote it ended up yeah. He told me that actually it had been sent to a lot of people by accident. <laughs> so actually that like, yeah, that, that ruined my, uh, yeah, I thought it was so cool. Apparently <laughs> yeah, not. Did you get insulted? No. I mean, it was, it was funny. It was funny because yeah. I thought, oh, these people want me on this really cool record. And then actually it was sent to like every female singer in the universe.
1: <laughs> Does any like competition flare up within
0: uh, I suppose so. There's always like you know, a healthy competition. I suppose. I'd 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 be lying if I said I wasn't like a bit competitive in some areas, but also in others, I'm just completely not. Um, so I don't have that natural competitiveness that some I know. Like I don't think I don't know. I'm not sure if like British girls have like a natural competitiveness.
1: Why is that? You think?
0: I don't know. It's just we we're, we're just we're just like kind of like. Oh no, you have that song if you want. Don't worry, it's all right. Because you quite, we're kind of weirdly polite and shy, yeah. and I don't know. That's
1: really nice. Not like you're... us American girls. Mm-mm.
0: No, are you not are that you're, so, you're the politest, but it's a different <laughs> kind of, no, it's a different kind are. of like <laughs> reservedness or like something. Apo- uh, apologetic. We're really apologetic. We're like, sorry, sorry.
1: You did, m- one of my best friends, his hopefully soon to be wife, is from the UK.
0: What, is he going to propose?
1: I, yes. That's,
0: Wait, you can't say that. Well, I mean, <laughs>
1: that's the goal. Let's see what happens. Okay. I totally, hopefully I didn't blow this. it. It's over. But I do notice that she does apologize a lot. Like, she's yeah. always sorry for something. And things that she doesn't need to be sorry for. Ever.
0: I used to apologize, like, when I used to do open mic nights, I'd say, sorry. I like, I got told off by whoever was looking after me at the time. Probably just, like, a mate from college or something. But um, Because I'd say sorry too much on stage. for Like, sorry, I've got one last song. Or, sorry, I've just... It you was know. crutch. So you're not actually sorry. It's just yeah. something people are laughing at you. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's it's just what we're like. We're just British yeah. people are just really like, kind of awkward and weird. <laughs> Perfect.
1: But does that make collaborating with them easier? Like, does it make having business creative discussions easier or harder? I mean. In what sense? I mean, like, imagine you you having to tell somebody that their vocals aren't going to end up on a song or they lost credit on a record.
0: I think that somebody would literally, like, run away to another country than tell <laughs> someone that something didn't sound good. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Zach <laughs> yeah. show.
1: Hi, beautiful human. I am so sorry to interrupt the interview, but I got to tell you about my toothbrush. Quip. I love it. I use it every day because you know, I'm a clean person. I like to brush my teeth. You should try it out. It's totally worth it. Getquip.com slash sang. This thing is unlike any other toothbrush. One, they're going to make sure you, you brush healthy and you get your entire mouth because there's like timers in it. They have sensitive sonic vibrations and it's sleek AF. It is so fancy looking. It hangs right there on my mirror. And if I want to take it off, I just boop, pluck it off and then I can take my toothbrush on the go. It's really great. Like I, I'm trying to figure out one bad thing about quip and I can't at all 20,000 dental professionals say use the toothbrush 20,000 like that's not a joke. That's a fact these toothbrushes start at 25 bucks If you buy one you will get a free refill pack So you can switch out the head get some toothpaste keep your mouth fresh and so clean get quip.com sang try it out That is is sang. Let me know what you think Okay Let's get back to the interview. Zach Sang Show. Has anybody ever told you that they didn't like the way you cut a song? Yes. How do you respond well, to that? Like, I recorded sorry, a, sorry, sorry. I recorded
0: a song recently. <laughs> and I recorded a song recently for someone. <laughs> and but no, they were really nice about it. They were like I think that I, maybe that my voice just wasn't right for that track or something. But I don't know whatever, I don't care. I just think it's funny. I you know, I I don't get I sort of simultaneously get really offended at some things and then not others, but, like, I don't know. I get offended at the stupidest things. What offends you? Like, um... I don't know, like, like for example, when when fans tweet pictures of me, like, looking bad or something, I find that hilarious. Like, <laughs> I, I try... If anything, I try and find the worst pictures of me to, like, send to, like, friends and WhatsApp groups or whatever. Would what do you have, like, I a collage
1: of these terrible photos of you?
0: Um, no, I think... I, no, actually, you know what? Sometimes... I might get offended if if, uh, if I play, like, you know, f- play a video of me singing, like, in you know, I might, like, record the old video of me singing a song and I might send it to, like, a friend who'll go, like, Mm, not sure about that. And that really offends me. <laughs> 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 because, like, I think I, like, sang, s- sent a video to my friend he's a singer, what do you think of this? And I was singing, like, a Prince song or something. And he was, like... Mm, he like did like the like side face emoji. Oh no. <laughs> that really offended me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that hurt. That stung me.
0: <laughs> that emoji really hurt. Oh yeah.
1: Do you do you tell them?
0: Yeah. You told and them? I that? didn't talk to him for <laughs> a few days. <laughs>
1: okay, so you didn't tell him, you just st- stopped talking to him.
0: No, no. <sighs> I think I was really upset about it. Yeah.
1: I get it. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, were you upset because it was a friend or like a peer, a singer?
0: Uh Maybe a bit, of, but no, because I always trust his opinion, because he's, he's an amazing singer, so I, I, you know... Would we know this and then person? He was
1: like, you have to get like the, No, no,
0: no, no, no. Got you it. You, you know what's
1: yeah. really cool about you that I found out? You've... Are you still with your manager from university? Like, the person you met with? Like, you, you were with somebody for a long time, right? Like
0: you, No, I, I... When I was at university... <laughs> Is it him? <laughs> no, 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 because no, it's a funny story. No, no, these guys are my managers, but, but um, uh, this is my crew. Um, but no, I when I was at university, I, I, um, I this guy who was like the boyfriend. Of, this is really boring. But I, the, yeah. the, a guy who was the boyfriend of a girl that was that was on my course okay. um, saw me sing at something that was called Cane Stock. Right, like the college was called Keynes Woodstock, whatever. Um, <laughs> I and it, and I won it. this, I won this like talent competition, and it was just me playing an acoustic guitar, and then just a drummer, and that was it. it, was, and, interesting it must interesting. Sounded weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he saw me there, and then just like he sort of became my manager, but I don't really know what he did. But I mean, it was nice that he like wanted to like. I don't know, yeah. Be a part of so it? that's a really yeah. boring story. Maybe but just
1: some dude that latched on? Yeah. But how long do you latch on for?
0: I mean, not long. It became, it became quite clear that nothing was really happening. You know, I, I was obviously like, wow, a manager, you know, um, because I'd never done any, anything like that. I, you know, I didn't know that I was going to end up singing as a career.
1: What, did, just, you, what did you think you were going to do?
0: Um, I thought I was either going uh, to act. Cool. Um, or... I was going to be a personal trainer.
1: <laughs> really, same thing. Yeah. But you were studying yeah. politics in in college, so right? in
0: politics, yeah. Uh, my no,
1: personal I could, I, trainers. I also, doing
0: that. Uh, the, I'm just, I wanted to do so many things. Um, I I hope I wasn't one of those annoying kids. But like my mum says, I wasn't. But I I wanted to go into politics because uh, I was really passionate about it from a young age. I went to like houses of parliament, did work experience there, and all this stuff. Cool. So I want I want I wanted to work in politics. Um, I imagined at the time that there were that the the likelihood of me getting any you know getting somewhere was quite low I don't know why. Um, and then I also um, I wanted a, I wanted to act um, because I thought I was quite good at it um, I studied it and whatever and then um, singing I just thought I was okay at singing and maybe I just like do karaoke stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Who, what happens, <laughs> like, be that? the best one at karaoke.
1: Every time. <laughs> yeah. But what, what happens in your life that validates this gift? Like, who is the first person that says, you have an amazing voice and this is something you need to invest in?
0: Um, I, think, I think it was when I got to university. I think my mom had a funny way of, like, sh- you know, b- being supportive. Like, she was supportive, but in a very sort of tough love way. How so? Like, I remember her just being like, you know, just kind of being tough on me. But you know what? I wouldn't, probably wouldn't be here without that toughness. You know, she, yeah. she, I don't, I think she rarely sort of complimented me on anything, but she knew secretly that I had something. She just never said anything about it. But, but I'm grateful for that because some people have like pushy parents and then it goes really wrong. But, but I, I'm grateful for that. And in a weird way,
1: the lack of compliments sets you up. Right?
0: yeah because I just had nothing to lose <laughs> every Hang time on.
1: but that's but but you need that mentality to actually win the way you have right you need,
0: you need that mentality a lot more than is kind of advertised um, I think I think I obviously did have some kind of you know I I I, I had something um, but it was really when I got to university that it that pe- you know I started really writing my own songs and um, and people were listening to me like, what the hell? Where'd that come from kind of thing? Um, so I don't know, maybe it was like people were used to my voice and where I came from, and I'd always do local pub nights and open mic nights, and people were like, oh, is Ellie, you know. And so people just got used to it and you didn't really know thing. any better or yeah. didn't know anyone or, or you were uh, just good nothing good co- to compare it to. Yeah, or yeah.
1: you were just great, and they really enjoyed listening to your voice, and that's why they kept inviting you back or giving you public spaces yeah, to perform.
0: Yeah, maybe, but maybe but then when I went into the bigger world and I went to university in Kent near London, then that's when it started started becoming like, oh, maybe I could do this. Then, yeah.
1: How has your creative process changed from pre Under the Sheets to now? Like, do you still write a song the same way?
0: Yeah. How yeah. so, how do
1: you do it? How does it begin?
0: Um I mean I it usually sort of I mean the process goes from like me I'll write a few lyrics down and then I and then we'll do some more music, then I'll write a few more lyrics and then maybe have a drink <laughs> and the lyrics start getting more weird. <laughs> um and then, like, we revisit it the next day just to check that it's not drunken, you know, crap. <laughs> drunken crap. So that's, that's literally, that's kind of how it works. But, you know, sometimes lyrics will come like that and sometimes there's something that has particularly, uh, you know, not upset me, but something that I have to get off my chest Im- immediately. And um, it really depends. Like, you know, sometimes lyrics take days. Um, but this song, this took, like, a set, you know, not that long. Um,
1: Why was that? Was it because it was great people, or you had something that you needed it get off your w- chest? It w-
0: because it was something that I was, I was imagining was, you know, I've I've had people that I've got in trouble with, or whatever. Um, but I guess I was. Try- I guess it's easier to, from another person's perspective, and then it takes a bit more of a process for me to give my own story. You know,
1: is this influenced by your own story, or is it a collection of the writers that you worked with?
0: Uh, it's it was it was a combination, which which is good because sometimes I get in the studio and 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 they will be like, so what do you want to sing about? And I'm like, well, actually, I, you know, I'm I'm really happy and I'm in a happy relationship. <laughs> so, um, what have you? What do you want to sing about? You know, I have to sometimes like put it over to the other person, but you know, sometimes like me and my engineer, we've worked together for years and years, and he used to just record my voice, and now he gets more involved in production and things now. But we'll just talk and talk about everything, about you know politics and what's going on in the world, and talk about relationships. And you know, he's about to have a baby. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about his wife. We'll talk about our mutual friends. And and I'm not afraid to kind of be a bit deep with him. You know, there's some people you you work with, and you you're a bit you're a bit kind of uh, guarded, so you don't end up really getting that much of a good song because you can't really be honest. Yeah, so you're
1: afraid. You so ends up just
0: being like a sort of generic.
1: Do you know that at the beginning of a session or at the end of the session that you're going to get something good?
0: You just never know. You do like I. Sometimes I get into a studio with some. I'm always open-minded. Like that's my rule with working in the studio. Like I get in the studio and once I'm there, I like have to be open-minded. But then, but then sometimes you just don't click with someone, and it's like I I always compare it to like being on a first date because you know it could go either way.
1: And one of you can say something wrong and kind of sour the entire moment, right? Like, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. First and, impressions, and, it, and if, it, if yeah, if you don't if you don't click, you still carry on with the session and try and get something out of it um is that right that doesn't do? apply for dates as well <laughs> that doesn't sound right but. You get out
1: of the dates you, yeah Or you your friend to come or like
0: you run. hope that like one you know each other person will pay or something yeah. <laughs>
1: so, so at a bare minimum you got a up. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: has
1: it like ha- has there been sessions recently where you force yourself to get through it or will you just leave at this point
0: i you no. Know, lately i've had really good sessions um i've really enjoyed the people i've worked with um I don't know whether like people get nervous with me or vice versa because I can get I can get quite anxious kind of not when I meet new people I sometimes Um, I don't know why but I get kind of I think it's just because you know you're entering the studio with someone that you've never met it's a small space you know you never know what's going to happen and so I can see why that people might be anxious to do that And, Um, and it's
1: so personal and you're also a big deal You know,
0: well, I also like. Sometimes I I trust people enough to really talk about things that have happened in my personal life, or like my family, or you know, ex relationships that that you know. I feel like I could only I can only really. I'm not doing myself enough justice as a songwriter if I if I give myself a if I censor myself. So I always have to talk about my past. You know, and I've had some colourful. Times. <laughs> I, you put I really in have. <laughs> so British.
1: Do you but, write any of these things? Do you keep like a diary? Do you have notes going or do you I just... I don't keep
0: a diary but I kind of wish I did because so much has happened that I've basically forgotten and I, 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 I thought about maybe making some kind of documentary about my life and... Cool. Because I don't really, pe- I don't know if people really know me. I mean, they were going to know me a bit more after this interview. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't feel like people don't really know me that much. They just know my songs that have been on the radio.
1: What song should we listen to you to get to know you the most?
0: That is an excellent question. Um, I mean, get to know me the most. I guess it could be a song called "My Blood" or "Explosions." They were on my second album.
1: Why are those the most personal?
0: Because my blood is like about it's about sort of giving everything to someone to the point where you've got nothing left and you sort of have to be, you have to like regrow or something. You have to you have to like you have to sort of stop the bleeding.
1: That's, do you do you write that after obviously you've gone through an experience? Is that the
0: that was like, that was fresh. So I, so around about the time Lights was becoming like a thing here. Yeah. A song here. Um, I just started on my second album. So, so I toured my first album here doing small shows around, you know, around the States. Yeah. And then I was like, whoof that was, that was tough. And then, and then when I thought that was over, um, I then started my second record and then, I started getting like emails whenever I have Wi-Fi and texts saying like, can you come and do SNL? Can you come and do this? Because this song's like really taken off. And I'm like in Herefordshire where I grew up near Wales, in the middle of nowhere writing the second album about someone that I've just, I'm breaking up with basically. And it was just like a real... How,
1: how, do you, how do you handle, how do you split your mind? How do you handle all of it? Like, I mean, that's that's like a perfect storm for kind of like reclusion right like to just isolate yeah. yourself and
0: yeah but then but then you know and then lights took off and then I was back out of my seclusion and then and then I was doing that and then I was back again I was like okay that's over and then and then it was um and then I was supporting a couple of people on tour and it was just non-stop tour it was just like I was always touring or promoting a song either in europe or in America because you know the certain songs would Kick off here, and the songs off on Europe, and I'm, oh. <laughs> and I was just like, it it's nonstop.
1: Are you giving all your blood in this song to you, your art, or is it to this person?
0: It was kind of a com. I used, I used the 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 both really. Um, there's definitely been times in my life where I felt like I've had to, you know, that I've I've just given everything to the point of where I've just got nothing more left to give, and um, I think I think I guess the most sort of relatable thing. In that song is when you've been in a in a, in a relationship that was all you um, or where you have changed yourself or you've depleted yourself to make that other person happy. I think that happens a lot more than people talk about.
1: I, I think you're 100% right. Yeah. But how do you know when you have nothing left to give?
0: I mean, you go insane or something, or like you—you know—it's a kind of weird exhaustion that you can't describe. But that's, I mean, the self is. The, the song will explain
1: that. So yeah. does does creating that record heal what you just went through?
0: Yeah, because it's such a good feeling to know that you've gotten something off your chest, and to know that people are going to hear it, and maybe the person it's about is going to hear it, and that—that that kind of—I feel—I feel like. No, well, yeah, I've been in relationships, so people know what they're getting themselves into. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a songwriter, and and I'm not gonna, I'm, I am gonna write about, you know, things that aren't necessarily, you know, relationship orientated, but you know, it's what I do. So, it's always been, I think, kind of like a bittersweet thing, where like, you know, people want me to write the best songs, but then it's also like, is it gonna be? About me?
1: <laughs> do you tell somebody at the beginning of any relationship, whether it's a close friendship or a significant other? Do you like tell them, or is it unspoken?
0: I don't. I don't tell them. Is I d- I don't know why. Um, I there was one song I wrote that I was like, "You," and that's the only time because I'm not people that know me know that i'm not that kind of person i don't seek revenge or i don't try and you know i i'm a, I generally i'm a sort of i'm a peaceful person that just wants you know i don't have any i don't have any enemies at all um but occasion i, I think occasionally in a kind of irrational way you want that song to be heard by someone but then also you know i really do think that songs have been a way of therapy you know therapy for me yeah where i can do them and they're and then they set sail and then i don't have to think about it
1: again you close it
0: yeah it's like right you know writing i think it's really important to write stuff down or speak to people like it you know that was my way of talking to people indirectly i guess
1: would it upset you knowing that they didn't hear the song
0: no i would not lose sleep over that <laughs> you no know. um yeah i i i like I said the people that I didn't ever wanna upset or or be affected I didn't tell there's no point yes yeah. it's it's you know there's why 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 do that um the songs are for my fans and the people that listen to my music um and you know maybe they'll relate to them but for it so I haven't written it, but I haven't really written about my partner because i it's something that's something sacred to me that I don't need to. Validate or try and break down or understand.
1: Does your inspiration change at all post-engagement?
0: Um, not really. Uh, I've, I think that I always have like kind of a dark place I go to. Whether I write happy or sad songs or something in the middle, I, I, you know, I always have this place that I go to that that no one else can really reach. And my partner's understanding that there's a place that I go to my songwriting that. He might hear something I've written and be like, "Wow, you know, where did that come from?" But then when I get home, I'm just silly me, <laughs> you know?
1: Are there things you would tell your creative partner that you wouldn't tell your significant other?
0: Yeah. I mean, not I mean, obviously I there's things that you talk about with your friends that you might not talk, you know, my yeah. my is my best friend and we just talk about I mean, mo- mostly we talk about uh, I I wouldn't sit and talk to my partner about X, X's? No. Yeah. no. That's just weird. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's not healthy. And, and, and yeah. why? No. Not necessary. It's so unproductive. Yeah. Well,
1: how do you reach that place in your brain? Do you have to get into a certain state? Do you need to be in a certain room? Do you need to play something? Like, light a candle?
0: What, to write? <laughs> yeah. Like well, alcohol you, is usually involved.
1: That's it. So that's how it you access help. that dark place.
0: Well, I mean, I guess so. I mean, it really just, like, takes inhibitions away a little bit and... Um, as much as alcohol is destructive, it also is a way of you maybe saying something you wouldn't usually say, or you know. And like I said, I don't recommend it. But at the same time, if you're really struggling to sort of unlock that door, it, that you, it helps, yeah,
1: because it is yeah. honest, right? Nine yeah. times out of ten, you're it's but then again, then
0: again. Well, <laughs> why is it when you drink that you say things you literally don't mean or believe in? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get it. It's,
1: Has it's there been weird. a moment
0: for you? No, I mean it's so relatable. I yeah, mean no. we've all said something to someone we don't oh, we don't mean remotely.
1: Drunken texts. Uh, there's too many to count.
0: Doesn't yeah.
2: the truth come out when you're drunk though?
0: No, I, I think the truth the truth comes out, but also the untruth because I feel like I've said things before. I'm like, I did not even remotely. Not even something mean, but like I might say, like I like this kind of, I, I like that. I don't know this kind of food when I don't or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a weird warping brain drink, but yeah. <laughs> but it helps sometimes with songwriting. Yeah. In conclusion,
1: just to <laughs> move back a couple points real quick, you brought up um, two records. Explosion was the second one. Yeah, are those both on the same album? Yeah. Does that record come after? you've given your all to something or is that like what in your lifetime line where does that
0: song fall um those songs are definitely of a time in my life that was the you know the sort of lights when lights was coming about here um and then I had and I had my third album Delirium um excuse me um and Delirium was way more of a of a sort of pop venture that I mean it was the most amazing pop journey for me because I suddenly had like dancers and and it was like a yeah
1: what, what do you learn about art though in that moment when you have dancers around you and it's not just a song anymore
0: um I'd say that that album was the le- maybe I was like not being honest with myself because some of the songs I had on that record were were you know very personal and then some were just absolutely not personal but at the same time, um, that record was just, was just so much fun, and I think I had to have that at some point. <laughs> you know, lights and housing were just draining because they were so <laughs> emotional that Delirium was like a breath of fresh air to me, and I needed it. Zach
1: Quick question. How would you sleep last night? If your answer is not well, you should take a look at your mattress. That could be the problem. Try out Purple Mattress. This thing is legit. They know what they're doing. They want to make sure you get a good night's sleep. It was invented by a rocket scientist. Science. It's going to feel different than any other mattress out there. It's going to be soft yet firm. It's going to support you no matter what. It's going to keep you cool when you sleep. Plus, it's going to feel like you're in zero gravity. So the Purple Mattress will support your body no matter how you sleep. Back, side, stomach, it has you covered. Did I mention it keeps you cool when you sleep at night? Because... Science. Also, the Purple Mattress wants to be cool when it comes to your wallet. You're going to get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you don't like it, you can return it faux-free. And then they'll also deliver it to you for free. And they can also set it up, take away your old mattress, and get this. It is backed by a 10-year warranty. So if something happens to it, they have your back. Literally, because Purple Mattress will have your back when you sleep. And then if you need a new one, they have you covered. They also want to give you free things because I I guess they're nice people. Seriously, they want to give you a free pillow if you buy a mattress. Also, they're giving out other gifts site-wide. If you're interested, just text Zach to 474747. 47 47. That is Zach to 474747. 47 47. And the only way to get those free gifts, by the way, like the pillow and the other stuff they're giving away, is by texting Zach to 474747. 47 47. That is Zach to 474747. 47 47. If you want a mattress, Purple is definitely worth your time. Try it out. Check it out. Let me know how you sleep. Zach Sang show surprised about lights success at all. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I mean,
0: I, I wrote that song in Brighton. Um, do you know Brighton? It's a um, place on the coast, like sort of da- down from London, like okay. um, south. Um, and it's like a it's an amazing seaside seaside town, um, and uh, has a big sort of music scene. But but Biff Stannard lives there, who um, used to write for Spice Girls and Boyzone and E17. And he was like the, like, pop writer. Anyway, what? so went down, he played me some stuff, and eventually he played me the lights. Just um, Just the... Just, the <laughs> just that. And I immediately had something for that. But then I was like, okay, bye, thanks, guys. Yeah. And then just forgot about it.
1: Do you write lights with them, or do you take that home I took writer? it away and wrote it. And then you send it back to them. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Where, do, where do you? I write? do that a
0: lot. I'm like, thank you, and then go and write <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: Where do you go? Is there a place where you feel the most comfortable?
0: I, that, that that in that instance, I just went back to my hotel room and just probably limit. had a drink and wrote it by myself. Yeah.
1: How is this next generation of Ellie Goulding different than all of that that's come before?
0: Mm. I mean, the song the songwriting process is in a way the same. Um,
1: But you're different. I'm.
0: I'm a bit different. I'm. I'm definitely. I'm definitely wiser. I'd say I've had a chance to like reflect on everything that's happened to me, and take it in, accept it, and sort of you know let it go a bit. And I. And this sounds sort of really like psycho chat, like psychotherapy chat. But like, (laughs) like I feel like I had to take the last two years to really shed off everything that I'd. You know i was i was like tired and like you know complacent about everything and, and was you know um i yeah i i just i was i was taking it for granted because all this stuff had happened or i just basically just wanted like you know a year long sleep and just wanted to you know not see anyone not do anything you know because the things that have happened have have an effect on you um
1: yeah, and it all happens fast, and you lived like two lifetimes in a span of two years. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it, there's no, there's no break there.
0: No. So yeah, so I really and, and but but it was really important for me to to finally look back on things and reflect. Because I'd forgot. I know everything was in a in a one just one big thing, and I've done so many incredible things and i have achieved so much. But I was, I just didn't care. I, I and I realized it was a dangerous place for me to be in mentally because I when you know when you start getting complacent about you know what you've achieved that's a dangerous place to be in
1: yeah because wh- why keep going why do more right there's exactly. this comfort that takes over you and it, you give into it almost yeah you need to there needs to be a part of you that stays hungry and stays motivated it
0: stays hungry and also just just you know self appreciation is really important and I think everyone should have that and remember you know think about the things that you've you Know you like about yourself and the things that you've done and the things that you you um, you're gonna do and so yeah anyway so I needed I needed like I needed a a, a solid amount of time off to really just like reconnect with everything everything
1: like, yeah, yeah I mean, really I mean. Y- it's it's fascinating to hear you, you say it all like that because it is. You go through so much. I mean, you were hit with a, a performance every other day. Mm. Accomplishment, uh, award show appearance, I,
0: I, everything. Th- the first day I... I remember the first day I woke up not having anything to do. And I, ju- I think I just stood in the middle of my house like with my cat, just like with my arms folded. I just didn't know what to do with myself. Sounds adorable. Yeah, my, my cat was looking at me like... What do we do? <laughs> no, that's all he wants. That's what he does yeah. like, food. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I, I, it was so alien to me to, like, to not be doing anything. And it was really hard to get used to having days off or, like, not having, somewhere, not be, having to be somewhere or sing or be on or, you know. Be- I could be off for, like, the first time and it was, like, really weird.
1: Do you lose yourself over that period of time? Or do you remain, like, do you still have a hold on who you are?
0: I mean, I know who I am again now. I like I had to really like search for it again. It how took, does, it took a while?
1: How does that even start? How does that process begin? Well, I think
0: uh, I m- my next album is all about f- finding uh, finding that finding sort of a, a a satisfaction in yourself without someone else. I think as a, from like a woman's perspective, it was like understanding that I could have my own happiness without someone else, and having been in lots of relationships, I've you know, I think that was really important for me to, to to sort of have that have that journey with myself, and so that's what a lot of the new songs are about are about. But at the same time, this self, you know, this this trying to find myself again came at the same time as finding someone that I wanted to completely have the you know the real me or whatever. Um, and it's really important you can't enter ever enter a relationship with all these layers of like you know stuff that you've picked up from being in the public eye and from performing and from traveling and, and you know, all that stuff I had to, like, shake off. And I think he helped me do that.
1: This is... You're finding yourself while in a relationship with somebody, which is, I mean, to, to me, from the outside looking in, it's like that seems obviously very challenging to do. You yeah. just said it. Yeah. Um, but this album... When is it written? Is it written between your last breakup and the beginning of your relationship with your fiance now?
0: Um no, this this really started the writing really started um when I I guess when I moved to New York um and that was like 2 years ago. Um so no, it was it was when we when we met. Um but it, you know, it's from from then until before I met him, I mean, I I don't even remember what I was what I was doing, where I was. I think I was just on the end of like the delirium. Got it. World. Um, you know, I was still touring, I was still doing shows, I was still doing festivals. Um, but I think, I, I definitely think being with him has helped me return back to my old self, thank God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what did you miss about yourself the most?
0: I just missed like loving what I did. I didn't love what I did anymore and I was just annoyed at my own voice, annoyed at my songs that I performed every night over and over. I was annoyed at having to travel, I didn't care about what city I was in, I I didn't care about meeting people, I just shut myself off. It just became a chore and it became like, I associated it with being miserable. Whereas now, um, I mean today being an example, I enjoy what I do again, it's really important.
1: I. So connected with what you just said, because I think a lot of people go through it in their own totally. way. And the longer you do something and you invest your all into something, it is easy to see it as a chore because there's no you don't disassociate yourself, right? Like you are your art, your art is mm-hmm. you. you there's there's no layer between the two of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easy to be to 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 be drowned to to, to drown it all and then, it's not why you just want to stop treading water eventually.
0: Yeah, because I definitely got to that to. point. It was if I carried on, I, you know, I would have been like, let's say I'm done with this mm. job. But, um, you know, having the, the having these few years to really to have the freedom to write when I wanted and not have the pressure, you know, go in the studio, write half a song, go home <laughs> and do some cooking, go back, you know, the next it's day. Cool. So I I had to have that, and I understand that that's a luxury thing. I know that people have nine to five jobs, and I appreciate that my my family do, like you know, my partner does. And, um, but I, I it was hard to it was you know I had to try and explain to him that like I've I've had that, but like, you know, it's it's not nine to five. It's like it, it's, it's twenty four hours. It's all the time. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's no there's no off time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that I mean that that helped a lot and now I'm back and I feel like I've got a new you know, I see it with a different perspective now. Close Thank to me. God. Is the
1: best way to start too. <laughs> I know, right? You got to hit record on your hands.
0: How now.
2: much of uh, Close to me was done before you brought it to Diplo?
0: Um it it was like it was it was demo so it was like lyrics and a bit of production.
2: And then why did you want to bring it to him?
0: cuz i just knew it was for him i knew i just uh, and and he knew as well when i sent it to him and he was just like i love it i like let please let me do it is that like, why well, it's yeah <laughs> Ellie golding
2: and diplo featuring Lee yeah
0: i know it's confusing that it's
2: very confusing
0: whatever <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no. Let them be confused. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess also because I'd say I describe it more of a standalone song that I just wanted to release and I wanted to be like, hi, I'm back. Mm -hmm. The album's not coming yet, but it will be. And, uh, you know, I don't plan on having any other collaborations. Really? No.
1: That's where it stops. Yeah. How how did Sway Lee happen? Anybody else (laughs) on that before him or only him?
0: No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's a there's story. A, there's definitely a story
1: here. You better I'm not share. telling it? Come on.
0: No, not really. Oh
1: God. No, not really. Oh. Did, did anybody else cut a verse for that? You know what happened.
0: I will. <laughs> okay. Was it Nicki Minaj? No.
1: Was it no. Ty Dolla Sign? No. Who was it? No. No. Was it Little Uzi Vert? We
0: <laughs> guess forever. Oh, I.
1: A little Diplo D- Diplo loves Swaley so how did you pick Swaley then
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because Diplo said <laughs> <laughs> Diplo said um, how about Swaley and I was like great let's, you know I tell his stuff I was like let's see what he does and then when it came back I was like that is perfect like literally I was like that's perfect he was he was the right guy for the song
1: who do you want <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I, or I even, at one point I toyed with the idea of me doing it. Cool. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, I quite enjoy rapping and, and singing quite fast. Um, <laughs> but, um, and I was gonna, but I was going to like, I was going to like, you know, like morph my voice, like warp my voice so that no one knew it was me.
1: Is there like a recording of this somewhere?
0: No, but I might do it now. Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah that'd be cool. Put out another version of it. I actually might that'd be cool like on the deluxe on your yeah. album or like when I'm singing it live you know Ooh. I can, I can like go. go to like, like, is, like yeah, that's instead good. of
1: just standing on stage like swaying while there's a track playing of somebody rapping <laughs> yeah. so that's what everyone yeah. knows. no because there's
0: a second I sang the second verse remember yes. I like yeah so yeah so there, there was a second verse and then he but I liked his better
2: is God. this one of those things where you guys have never met and you didn't work like together on it or are you yeah. in the same studio mm-hmm. you've never yeah. met I think it's so strange. that You guys have a melody. totally. You're
0: absolutely right. It is so strange, and and it's and it's, it's bad. But, it's but, bad. But, but but we're just people are just all over the place, and mm. and it's quite hard to tie. You know, me, Diplo, or down. Yeah. Um. Especially where he's doing so much stuff. Yeah. Um. That yeah. It's tough.
1: Th- these side projects that Diplo has going on is pretty intense. I oh, know. It's nonstop. I know. You have worked with Calvin, obviously Zed. What makes Diplo different?
0: Because. Uh, he's i just i just feel like he's an innovator and and always does something he kind of he has a signature sound but he always does something different and he's just he's passionate about it and he, he's he he, he has you know there's there's producers that just keep you know bringing out stuff that's that's obviously good and hit hit songs or whatever but um I don't know he's good and also he 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 always works with sort of not big artists and works with artists that are just coming coming up or that he believes in and I think that's really important and he's always believed in me and you know he could work with a lot of singers and he still works with me and I you know I've done stuff with major laser I, I just basically I always I'm always I always have this you know ultimate respect and curiosity for people who want to work with me I I you know obviously people want to have wanted to work with me for different reasons but um like if you're the hot thing at the moment, you know. Yeah, and get suddenly it. all these producers, but but he's just always like believed in me, and I and I, I always appreciate that.
1: What fuels your fascination with it? Is it like, do you want to know why they're choosing you? No, or do just because I'm
0: just like this random British girl <laughs> from Hereford.
1: I don't think you're
2: random anymore.
0: Oh well, I don't know. That's another <laughs> thing. You lose perspective of where you are in that kind of world. But um, and you know, I, so I might some people might be too cool for me or something. I think, you know? Mm. Um, has
1: anybody been too cool for you? Has yes. Anybody, has anybody come back and said, I'm too cool for you, or no?
0: No, but that's basically what it is.
1: Who's passed on you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Name, we want names. Who's passed on me? Who's passed on me?
1: <laughs> well, let's make a list, because I'll go after them.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, actually, come to think of it. nobody. <laughs> Everybody loves me. Ah. <laughs> uh, do you know that uh, there's people that people keep. There's people like. Actually, you know, there was one collaboration of a British artist Ooh. that I wanted. that I thought he was perfect for, for the opening track on my album. And he's just hard to tie down.
2: Stormzy. <laughs> Nailed it.
0: <laughs> I, I, was like, I thought you did. I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> I couldn't possibly say. So, um,
1: the, <laughs> y- so you wanted to do a collaboration to start off this album.
0: That I forgot. That was the one. That was the one that I really wanted. Um, um, and um, it's not that they don't like the record. It's just like they're like,
2: uh, uh, do they feel like it would, like hurt their brand or
0: something? But yeah, probably. Which is fine. Cause yeah, I get it. I'm not offended by it. That's one of the things I'm not that offended about. And really. you want
1: somebody to be on your 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 piece of art that is going to give passion and energy to it, not somebody who's going to be
0: oh. About it's it. like oh, I'll do this record if you want. Yeah, well, that's not. Yeah, no, no. totally. I and it's that's an why honor. that's why I think when someone when someone approaches me and wants to work with me, I'm like, all oh, right, I give it. Yeah, let's let's try. Even if it's like someone that's not hasn't been doing I don't know, you know, hasn't been doing something for a second. Or I'm always open minded.
1: Do you, is it hard for you to sing somebody else's song?
0: Um, well, Love Me Night You Do was not really my song. That was, but that was easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's your answer.
0: I mean, not technically, like it's a hard song to sing, but yeah. I, once I'd, I, we spent like eight hours recording it. So it, then it was in my head. And wow. then now when I play it live, it's just a really beautiful moment. It's a part um, of you. And it doesn't feel like I didn't write it. I'm really open about I didn't write that song. I just lent my voice to it.
1: And is there a different creative process for you to become attached to it, or is it after that eight hours that it, it becomes... It just, you
0: know, three years of touring it will do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Every night.
0: Yeah, but, but actually I really enjoy singing that song. It just, it's like a really nice moment at the end of the show, and everyone's just smiling and happy, and it's been a fun show, and... Um, you know, every picture I see from that performance, I'm always just, like, smiling and, yeah.
1: Are you nice. are you mentally prepared to play a lot of these records forever? Like, I mean, there's so many. Uh, I Need Your Love, Clarity, Lights, these songs
0: Not are, Clarity, but... What? That's not mine, is it? No, that's not mine. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Oh, no, my God, I'm so no, sorry. No, 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 don't be silly. No, it... it um, yeah. See, I'm sorry. No, it, like, I'd apologise for I you. Know, I swear. <laughs> I was reading some No, exactly. all no music. it's called Fall into the Sky. It was really early at Zed Records. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, but no, you're right. There are a lot of songs. I, I've sort of forever. Burn? There's some I would like to maybe put to bed for a bit.
1: Really? What, yeah. So, who's on that list?
0: Oh, God, you're really like getting <laughs> out of me today. What songs of yours do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, Lights is kind of on that. Yeah. I just played it a lot, and I want to gain enthusiasm for it again.
2: But isn't it one of those things, like, people go to your concerts and they really want to see you play Lights?
0: Yeah, but not in the UK, because no one really knows that song.
1: How weird is that?
0: Honestly, people barely know that song when I play it in the UK. But here,
1: they'll storm the stage if you
0: don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Honestly, if I didn't play Lights here, that would yeah not, not go down well.
1: But I understand why you want to put it to to bed, right? Because the heart wants what it doesn't have, you know? It's all
0: all just, it's also just really hard to sing. Uh, Um, uh, I mean, I do always do, I always nail it. No, just kidding. (laughs) Like, I do, you know, I always sing it fine, but it's just, it's exhausting, that song. It goes through so many different voices. Like, the light, soul, like, head, heart, like, Yeah.
2: Do you and Calvin Harris have plans? To, I said that name wrong. Do you and Calvin Harris have plans <laughs> to work together again? Because you guys just make hit after hit. Yeah, nah, over that. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I mean, once you've done two songs, it's like, come on, like move on to something else. It's a good answer, in my opinion. But I mean, I would. Why not? Because we're, we're friends. But um, it's true, right? Um, I. You know, like I've done a Major Days song, I've done a song. I would work with I would work with him again on stuff. I don't know whether it'd be a collaboration or we just write something for someone else. Um, but maybe that's ship sail. I don't know. I'm open-minded. Okay.
1: <laughs> How many songs are you sitting on, like right now, like that are just chilling on your computer, either for this album a or a lot? Like are we talking like over fifty, over under forty, over a hundred?
0: Thirty-three. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad. <laughs>
1: Where are we at? There's a
0: lot. There's a lot. And there's some, there's some sort of half finish that I might go back to. Um, there's some that I, I, I want to change the production on a bit. and um, But it's quite a lot at this point.
1: And how many songs do we want on this album?
0: Not that many. I think I'm going to have to really narrow it down. Well, I had like nearly 20 on the last album. So <laughs> should probably Wait, well, sort of 14, rein it in a bit this time.
1: 16, 10?
0: No, no less than that. I'd oh. like to get to a point where it, there's like 10 or 12.
2: Cool, but it's been like four years since you're almost four years since you released an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put four years into ten songs.
0: Um, no, <laughs> good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe things have ch- things have changed since I released Delirium in the music world. Um, I think it's positive change. I just know that it's not as it's not necessarily as straightforward as just releasing an album anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of having moments that don't require having to sort of be a radio song. I like the idea of showing something as a story, a song with a video, you know, setting the scene about me as an artist and my writing. I, I'd i love to, you know, I guess best case scenario or, you know, perfect world would be if I could do both. You know, I love being on, the, I love my songs being on the radio. It's so, it's, it's a, it's a thrill. Um, especially American radio being British girl, that's really <laughs> exciting to me. Um... But um, I also do feel like I haven't really shown the, the, the songwriter in me as much as I could through the songs that I've put out. So I really hope that I get the opportunity to to show people what I really do, and I think that's going to be really quite clear with this new album.
1: That just really made me excited for this body of work. Cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I like it. Is it done? Uh, um. Nearly. it actually I can actually say that now with with conviction. Do yeah. you have a date? No. Do you have a title? Uh yeah, but I don't want to jinx it. Okay. But it's yeah, it's it's um it's it's quite to do with with the with the theme of the album, but oh yeah.
1: Which is You're going to try and guess. By the way, yeah, the theme of the you. album is her figuring out on her own not needing somebody by your side right not needing a significant other yeah, no, not it's, needing... it's,
0: it's knowing that you can find someone that you want to be with but not but, but understanding like fundamentally that you can that you have so much power in yourself alone
1: could be a hint
0: it's not called power <laughs> powerful alone. alone alone, power. alone. <laughs> solo you can be alone by yourself everyone's alone oh god these yeah. are bad guys no it's not like you can <laughs> be alone <laughs> like i love being by myself there's a difference between like being alone and being lonely but um 100%. i just mean i just mean don't don't bank on don't bank on that when you you know you can do so much not on your own but like in your own head and you you know there's so many possibilities and i think it's kind of like that just independence you know I feel you. Feminist and, yeah. Ellie Goulding.
1: Close to me. That is the single. Diplo's on it. Swayley's on it. Album coming soon. We don't know when. Before we let you go. Theresa May. Should she step down as prime minister?
0: (laughs) This is the most intense interview I've ever done in my career, by the way. They're all over there like, what's she going to say? What's she going to say? Should she step down? I... Have to give her credit that she has stuck around when all of her the people around her have now quit. Yeah. I think it's very cowardly of them, and it, I don't know whether it's coincidence they're all men. No offense, but you know, I have to give her credit for st- for sticking around and sticking to what she really believes in. I mean, I think at this point, if she really thought, really believed that Brexit was was you know the, the end of Britain as we know it, I think at this point she would have. Tried to put a stop to it. I don't know what goes on in those cabinet meetings. I don't know. I don't know the extreme, you know, the ins and outs, the the, the complexities of 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 the EU and what goes with leaving it. But that's the one thing I w- credit. I will give her for sticking around. Um, but has this whole situation been handled well? No, absolutely not. And and it doesn't take a genius to figure that out.
1: Could Jeremy Corbyn done a better job?
0: <laughs> he <said> no.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the most complicated <laughs> situations in. I, all I of like history. Jeremy.
0: I like Jeremy as a person. I like that he's vegetarian. I always like anyone who's vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> oh sweet. sweet. We'll um, friends, do I think he could have done a better job? No.
1: It's a crap situation. No matter who's in there.
0: It's 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 sort of it's sort of um, yeah. There's not really a. I don't believe there's really a silver lining to it, and I don't really believe that anyone could have handled that. Well, whether liberal, conservative, Labour, it's it was it was an impossible thing to try and navigate, I think.
1: Should he be the next PM
0: <laughs> Truthfully, I I don't know if he's the right person for that job.
1: Do we know the right person? Is the right person no, publicly the right out person,
0: there? Unfortunately this is our this is our predicament. It does not exist at the moment. That's it. Not anyone that I uh, sort of, you know, I keep up to date with politics. I, there's no one that I've seen that could be at all. But look, I try not to. I try not to delve into politics so much. I used to do that a lot, and
1: maybe one day Ellie Golding, Prime Minister <laughs> of the UK, maybe ambassador. <laughs>
0: I mean, look, Something like it's that. not impossible. Given the people that have managed to get into power, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think it's that impossible. Well, if you want Trump, you can have him. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no,
1: keep <laughs> Theresa May in her beautiful shoes. She has a great shoe game.
0: Oh, right, she does, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all yeah. know it. <laughs> Ellie Golden,
1: you're amazing. Yes. Thanks for hanging out. Thank Thanks, you. guys. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang
2: Show Podcast Network.